Welcome to Zichud Daf Siman Memarbei Avram Goldar, and today we're Mezeches Yuma Daf Chav Beis, the beginning of the second parak Barishona. The second parak has been dedicated by Dr. and Mrs. Marcel Scheinman of Woodmere, New York, in loving memory of his father Yisrael Isser Ben Zion Ben Yaakov Al Vishalmeis Neshama Have an Aliyah. So the three topics we're going to focus on: number one, point number one, the opening mission of the second parak states Barishona Kol Misha wrote to Yisrael Mesemizbeach Torim. At first, any Kohen who wanted to do the Trumas Adeshin, which is separating the ash from the Mizbeach, may do so. The Gemara asks, why did the Rabbanan not depend on casting lots to select the Kohen for the Avoda, which was the method used for all the other daily Avodos? And the answer is that at first the Rabbanan thought, Since the Trumas Adeshin is a nighttime Avoda, it would not be considered important by the Kohanim, and they would not come to quarrel over it. But once Rabban saw the Kohanim fight over the matter, Tekinu Paisa, they institute casting lots for the position. Others explain the reason that originally the Rabban thought, Kaven de Eka Onashena, since at the time the ashes are separated, before daybreak, there's an overwhelming desire to sleep on the part of many people, the Kohanim will not volunteer for the service. When they saw that they did come, and it led to Sakana, they institute the pious. When the Gemara challenges this answer, since burning the limbs and fats is done late at night when there's a desire to go to sleep, Yet Kohanim were selected by lots. The Gemara answers that a person's inclination to go to sleep is not as strong as his inclination to stay sleeping and not wake up. Point number two, the Mishnah taught that in the case that two Kohanim raced up the ramp and reached the top at the same time, a temple appointee would have the Kohanim put out their fingers for a count to see who would be selected to do the Trumas Adeshin. The Gemara asks why they did not simply count the Kohanim and answers that the Mishnah supports Rabbi Yitzchak who taught, Asalimnos es Yisrael, Afiladvar Mitzvah. It's forbidden to count Jews through a head count even for the purpose of a mitzvah, as it's written regarding Shaul, counting his soldiers, v'yifkedem v'vazek, v'yifkedem v'vazek. He counted them with pot charts. Ravashi says it's learned from v'yishma Shaul za'am, v'yifkedem v'tlaim. And Shaul had all the people summoned, and he counted them through lambs. Rabbi said, k'lamonis Yisrael over belav. Whoever counts Jews transgresses a negative commandment, as it's written, the number of Bnei Yisrael will be like the sand of the sea, which cannot be counted. Rav Nachman Bar Yitzchak says he transgresses too of him, as it's written, which cannot be measured or counted. And point number three, Rav Yudah said in the name of Shmuel, why did the Malkus of Beishel will not endure? Because there was no flaw of Yichus in his family. Rashi explains that the kings destined to issue from him would therefore rule arrogantly. David's Malkus endured because he was descended from Rus, who was from Moab. This explanation is based on what Yochanan said in the name of Yishim ben Yohatzadak. We do not appoint a leader of the community unless he has a box of creeping creatures hanging behind him, meaning he has flaws in his yichus. So that if he becomes arrogant, we can say to him, turn around and see what's behind you. So once again, the three points are number one. The opening mission of the second parak states, At first, any colon who want to do the Trumas Adeshim, which is separating the ash from the Mizbech, may do so. The grass, why did the Rabban not depend on casting lots to select the Kohen for the Avodah, which was the method used for all the other daily Avodos? And answers that at first the Rabban thought, Since the Trumas Adeshim is a nighttime Avodah, it will not be considered important by the Kohanim, and they would not come to quarrel over it. But once the Rabban saw that the Kohanim fight over the matter, they institute casting lots for the position. Others explain the reason that originally the Rabban thought that Kevin de Eka Onashena, since at the time the ashes are separated before daybreak, there's an overwhelming desire to sleep on the part of many people, the Kohanim will not volunteer for the service. When they saw that they did come, and it led to a Sakana, they institute the pious. When the Gemara challenges this answer, since burning the limbs and fats 
is done late at night when there's a desire to go to sleep, yet Kohanim were selected by lots, the Gemara answers that a person's inclination to go to sleep is not as strong as his inclination to stay sleeping and not wake up. Pointing to the Mishnah taught that in the case that two Kohanim race up the ramp and reach the top at the same time, a temple appointee would have the Kohanim put out their fingers for a count to see who would be selected to do the Trumas Adeshin. Now the Gemara asks, why didn't they simply count the Kohanim? And answers that the Mishnah supports Rabbi Yitzchak who taught, it's forbidden to count Jews through a head count, even for the purpose of a mitzvah. As is written regarding Shaul counting his shoulders, he counted them with pot shards. Ravashi says it's learned from and Shaul had all the people summoned and he counted them through lambs. Ravalazar said, whoever counts Jews transgresses a negative commandment, as it's written, the number of B'nai Israel will be like the sand of the sea, which cannot be counted. Rav Nachman Bar Yitzhak says he transgresses two of him, as it's written, which cannot be measured or counted. And point number three, Rav Yudah said in the name of Shmuel, why did the Malchus of Beishol not endure? Because there was no Flav Yichus in his family. Rush explains that the kings destined to issue from him would therefore rule arrogantly. David's Malchus endured because he was descended from Rus, who was from Moab. This explanation is based on Rabbi Yochanan said in the name of Yishim ben Yehoi Tzadak, We do not appoint a leader of the community unless he has a box of creeping creatures hanging behind him, meaning he has flaws in his yichus. So that if he becomes arrogant, we can say to him, turn around and see what is behind you. All right, so now we go to our Simmer Dav Chav base, and our standard simon is a cab. A cab, a taxi cab. So here goes. The early morning cab driver, whose cab was packed with Kohanim, racing to do the Trumas Adeshin, counted his passengers by their shovels, and bet that the cone with flaws in his yichos would be the winner. Once again, in slow motion. The early morning cab driver, a cab driver, that must be more of Chabbez. The early morning cab driver, whose cab was packed with Kohanim, racing to do the Trumas Adeshin, which reminds the Gemara, why did the Rabban not depend on casting lots to select the Kohen for the Avodah of Trumas Adeshin? The answer is that at first the Rabban thought that since the Trumas Adeshin is a nighttime Avodah, it would not be considered important by the Kohanim and they wouldn't come to quarrel over it. But once the Rabban saw that the Kohanim fight over the matter, Takinul Paisa, they instituted casting lots for the position. Others explain that originally the Rabban thought they came into Eka Odin since at the time the ashes are separated before daybreak, there's an overwhelming desire to sleep on the part of many people. The Ghani will not volunteer for this service when they saw that they did come, and it led to Sakana, they instituted the pious. When the Gemara challenges this answer, since burning the limbs and fats is done late at night, when there's a desire to go to sleep, yet Kohani were selected by lots, the Gemara answers that a person's inclination to go to sleep is not as strong as his inclination to stay sleeping and not wake up. So the early morning cab driver, whose cab was packed with Kohanim, racing to do the Trumas Adeshin, counted his passengers by their shovels. Which reminds us, the Mishnah taught, in the case that two Kohanim race up the ramp and reach the top at the same time, a temple appointee would have the Kohanim put out their fingers for a count to see who would be selected to do the Trumas Adeshin. The Gemara asks why they didn't simply count the Kohanim and answers that the Mishnah supports for Yitzhak who taught, Asalimnos is Yisrael, Afil Dvar Mitzvah. It's forbidden to count Jews through a head count even for the purpose of a mitzvah. As it's written regarding Shaul counting his shoulders, he counted them with pot shards. Ravashi says the one from the Pasuk, and Shaul had all the people summoned, and he counted them through lambs. Rabbalazar said, over beloved, whoever counts Jews transgresses a negative commandment, as it's written by Yamad. The number of Israel will be like the sand of the sea, which cannot be counted. Rav Nachman Yitzhak says he transgresses two of them, as it's written, which cannot be measured or counted. 
So the early morning cab driver, whose cab was packed with Gwanim racing to do the Truma Sedeshen, counted his passengers by their shovels and bet that the Kohen with flaws in his yichus would be the winner. Which reminds me of you to say in the name of Shmuel, why did the Malchus Beishol not endure? Because there was no flaw of yichus in his family. Rush explains that the kings destined to issue from him would therefore rule arrogantly. David's Malchus endured because he was descended from Rus, who was from Moab. This explanation is based on what Rabbi Yochanan said in the name of Rabbi Shimon ben Yehotzadak, we do not appoint a leader of the community unless he has a box of creeping creatures hanging behind him, meaning he has flaws in his yichus. So that if he becomes arrogant, we can say to him, turn around and see what is behind you. So once again, the early morning cab driver, whose cab was packed with Kohanim, racing to do the Truma Sedeshen, counted his passengers by their shovels and bet that the Kohen with flaws in his yichus would be the winner. All right, now it's time for a four-block-back chazorah. Daf Yudches, so the summer Yudches is a chuppah. So here goes. The wealthy, illiterate Kohen Gadol standing under the chuppah. Chuppah? That must mean we're on Daf Yudches. The wealthy, illiterate Kohen Gadol standing under the chuppah, which reminds the next Mishnah states, in the morning of Yom Kippur, they stood the Kohen Gadol at the eastern gate of the Azorah, and they led before him oxen, rams, and sheep, so they should recognize them and be familiar with the Yom Kippur service. The grass, how is it possible the Kohen Gadol is not familiar with the Avodah? First time in Abraisa, the Pasuk states, And the Kohen who is exalted above his brothers. This teaches that the Kohen Gadol must be greater than his brothers in strength, beauty, wisdom, and wealth. Rav Yosef answered that the Mishnah is referring to the period of Baisheni, when the corrupt kings of the Chashmanai began to sell the office of Kohen Gadol to the highest bidder, even if he wasn't familiar with the Avodah of Yom Kippur. So, the wealthy illiterate Kohen Gadol standing under the Chuppah, who covered his eyes whenever he saw a goat, which reminds us, the Gemara brings a Bryce that states, the goats were also brought before the Kohen Gadol in the morning of Erebium Kippur, and asked why Artana did not mention them. When the Gemara answers that since they come to atone for a sin, the Kohen Gadol might become despondent, upon seeing them, the Gemara follows up and notes that a Chattis bull should also not be brought since it comes to atone for sin. To this, the Gemara responds that since the Chattis bull comes to atone for the Kohen Gadol and for all the Kohanim, if there's anyone among the Kohanim who has something that must be corrected, the Kohen Gadol is aware of it, and he gets them to do Teshuvah. However, among all Israel from whom the goats come to atone, he can't know who committed a sin, therefore seeing them will make him despondent. So the wealthy illiterate Kohen Gadol standing under the Chuppah, who covered his eyes whenever he saw a goat, didn't realize his call only married him for the money, and was planning to get divorced as soon as he left town. Which reminds us, whenever Rabbi Rav Nachman would visit a place, they would seek a woman who would be willing to marry them for the days they were there, and then get divorced. When the Gemara asks how that's possible, given that there's a brisa that teaches that one should not marry women in different countries, lest their children unknowingly come to marry one another, the Gemara answers, Rabban and Kala Eselu, the rabbis were famous, so the children would be well known as their offspring. When Rabbi asked how it was still possible, given that the women were required to observe seven clean days, before the wedding, the Gemara answers that the rabbis would send a messenger in advance so the woman could prepare. Another answer was that the rabbis would only go privately with them, but would not engage in marital relations. Because there's no comparison between one who's bread in his basket to one who has no bread in his basket. Dafyutes. So the symbol Dafyutes is a yacht. So here goes. The yacht passengers. Yacht. That must be run Dafyutes. The yacht passengers who sailed around the temple courtyard, which reminds us, which reminds where Papa said the Kongado had two chambers, the Lishka's Barhedron, where he stayed, and the Lishka's base of Tinas, where he went had to do Chafina, the Katoris. But Papa didn't know which one was in the north and which one was in the south, and concludes the Lishka's Barhedron was in the south, because if it was in the north, it'd be a big tircha for the Kongado to walk around the Azor in the morning to go to the Mikvah and then do the same after his immersion at the end of the day. 
The Gemara rejects what Papa's proof, saying, we purposely burden more than necessary, so that if he's a tzaduki, he'll not seek the position. Alternatively, even if he's not a tzaduki, we burden him, shol tazuk, daitolav, so that he shouldn't become haughty on account of his position. So the yacht passengers who sailed around the temple courtyard were so horrified when they saw a battered dead Kohen Gadol dragged out, which reminds us, the Gemara brings an incident of a tzaduki Kohen Gadol that brought Katoris into the Kodesh Kodeshim while it was burning on the coals. One version of the story has this Saduki proud of his accomplishment died a few days later and thrown into a trash heap and worms crawled out of his nose. Another version relates that he was smitten on his way out of the Kodesh Kodeshim where he was still in the Kodesh. For Bechia taught in a Bryce, which states that some sort of sound was heard in the Azara indicating that a moloch had come and struck him on his face. And when the Kohanim went to investigate, they found a mark like the sole of a rounded foot between his shoulders, which is a sign he was smitten by a moloch since the sole of their feet are like the sole of a rounded foot. So the yacht passengers who sailed around the temple courtyard were so horrified when they saw a battered dead Kohen Gadol dragged out that they made sure to only speak Torah the rest of the trip. Which reminds us, it was taught in a bright that bidibarta bam, and you should speak of them, referring to words of Torah, bam, yeshachal rishos you have permission to speak of Torah matters, but not of other matters. Rashi explains that this excludes worthless matters, such as idle chatter of children and calls rosh. Rabbi Yachas of the Pasuk says, Make Torah matters a fixture in your life and do not make them a temporary occupation. Rabbi said, One engages in trivial conversation, transgresses a positive commandment. As the Pasuk implies, Of them, but not of other matters. So the similar Dav Chaf is a cafe. So here goes. Cafe 364 Cafe. That must be more on Dav Chaf. Cafe 364, which reminds us, on Daf Yotez, the Gemara taught that the Kohen Gadol was kept up all night, and a Bryce was brought that in the provinces they used to remain awake the night of Yom Kippur, Zechel and Mikdash, as a commemoration of the practice found the base of Mikdash, El Shayuchotin. However, in a certain place, it would sin during the night. Rashi explains that instead of learning, they spent time in the company of women, which led to sin. On this stuff, Abai and some say Rav Nachman Yitzhak said, the Bryce is referring to Nardah. For Eliyahu said to Rav Sela the Chassid, you always say, why is Mashiach not come? And on the holiest days, a number of virgins were bed in Nardah. Rav Yudah asked Eliyahu, what a Kosh Baruch who says about this? And Eliyahu replied, he says, Pesach Sin crouches at the door. Rush explains that the Yetzirah causes man to sin. Rav Yudah then asked what the son says, and Eliyahu replied, the Satan Yom Kippur has no permission to prosecute. And Rami Barham has said that this is derived from the fact that the Gematria of HaSatan is 364. On 364 days of the year, the Satan has permission to prosecute, but in Yom Kippur, which is the 365th day, he has no permission. So Cafe 364 had a famous rooster that crowed so loudly at opening time, which reminds the next mission states, And on the Chagim, even before the call of the Gever arrived, the Azor was filled with Jews. Rashi explains that the people arrived early with their Karbanas to bring them as soon as the Tamit had been offered. There's a Malchokas Amarayim regarding the meaning of Kriyas HaGever. Rav said, Karagavret means the call of a person. Rashi explains there was an officer in the base of Mikdash whose duty was to announce to the Kohanim and Levim that the time for the vote had begun. Rabbi Shiva said, Karatarnagola, it means the call of a rooster. So, Cafe 364 had a famous rooster that crowed so loudly at opening time that it blew out the ears of the Roman crowds gathering outside under the ball of the sun. Which reminds us, it was taught in a Bryce that Shalosh Kolos Hochim Sofa Olamad Sofa. Three sounds travel from one end of the world to the other end. They are the sound of the ball of the sun, the sound of Roman crowds, and the sound of the neshama when it leaves the body. Some say the sound of birth as well, a sunset. And some say the sound of Rijah, which was the sound of the Malk in charge of rain. The Rabban beseeched Kosh Baruch for mercy concerning the sound of the soul when it leaves the body, Ubatalua, and they eliminated it. Davchafalv, so the similar Davchafalv is a car, a ka. So here goes. The flying ka, ka, that must be more Davchafalv. 
The flying cod that took an unauthorized trip over the temple, where miracles occurred and trees of gold were planted, which reminds us, the Gemara brings the Mishnah in Perkei that lists ten miracles that occurred in the base of Migdash. The Gemara challenges the Mishnah, suggesting there are more than ten miracles. Rebbe Levi said, The following statement is tradition passed down to us from our fathers, Makam Aron Eino Minamida, the space taken up by the Aron is not included in the dimensions of the Kodesh Kodashim. The Gemara answers that the tunnel listed only the miracles that were visible outside and thus publicized. When the Gemara then asks why the fruit trees of gold that Shlomo plant, that miraculously brought forth their golden fruits at their appointed time, were not included, the Gemara answers, Nisi de Kaviyah lo kachashi, miracles that were permanently fixed in the temple, were not included. He only listed miracles that were performed recurrently. So, the flying cod that took an unauthorized trip over the temple, where miracles occurred and trees of gold were planted, crashed into a pillar of smoke, which reminds us two of the ten miracles listed were that rain never extinguished the smoke from the maracha and that the smoke never dispersed, no matter how strong the winds were. The Gemara questions whether, in fact, there was smoke from the Maracha, based on a Bryce that taught that five things were stated regarding the fire of the Maracha. It crouched in the shape of a line, it was clear as the sun, it had substance, it consumed moist articles just like dry ones, and the Enamala Ashen, it didn't produce smoke. The Gemara answers that the smoke referred to in the list of miracles was from the fire that was brought by the Kohanim, for it was taught in a Bryce the Torah states, but Nasnu bene Aaron Akon, Eshel Mizbech, the sons of Aaron Akon, shall place fire on the Mizbech. Afu even though that fire comes from the heaven, there's a mitzvah to bring fire from ordinary sources. So, the flying ka that took an unauthorized trip over the temple where miracles occurred and trees of gold were planted, crashed into a pillar of smoke and got consumed by six types of fire. Which reminds us, it was taught in a brice that sheish eishosen, there are six types of fire. The brice explains, there's a fire that eats but doesn't drink, which is ordinary fire, which consumes solids and not liquids. It drinks but doesn't eat, which refers to the fire of ill people, which makes them thirsty but not hungry. It eats and drinks, which refers to the fire of Eliyahu, which looked up the water in the trench in the incident with the Nivea Baal. It consumes moist articles like dry ones, which refers to the fire of the Maracha. Yesh Eish Doche Eish, there's fire that repels fire, which is the fire of the Malach Gabriel. Yesh Eish Ochelis Eish, and there's a fire that consumes fire, which is the fire of the Shekhinah, referring to Hashem, burning up the fiery angels that argued against the creation of man. All right, now it's time to conclude the pop quiz of 10 questions. Number one. Which of when the Ravana Braid Rav Yitzchak said, the Lishka's base of time was very long and extended to both corners of the western side of the base of Moked, that's on Duff? Yitzchak. Good number two. Which of when the Rabban did not originally institute a pious, a lottery for the Trumas Adeshman because it was a nighttime avoda, so they didn't think Kohanim would fight over it, that's on Duff? Chabes. Good number three. Which of when the goat was not brought before the Kongal because he'd become despondent since it's brought for the nation's sins? That's on Duff. Yudches. Good number four. Which of the Machok is whether Kriya Sagebra refers to a rooster or to the one appointed in the base of Mikdash to call to the Khanim Levim to begin work? That's on Duff. Chav. Good number five. Which of the rain never extinguished the pillar of smoke from the Maracha and it was never dispersed by the winds? That's on Duff. Chafav. Good number six. Which of the that's forbidden to count Jews even for a Dvar Mitzvah? That's on Duff. Chavbeis. Good number seven. Which of the that there are six types of fire? That's on Duff. Chafav. Good number eight. Which of the that it's best to appoint a leader over the community that has a flaw in his yichus? That's on Duff. Chavbeis. Good number nine. Which of the that Abai says the reason the Rabban hold that the Kongaro gets one loaf of the Shteyalechem is that it's not respectful to give him only a piece? That's on Duff. Yedzayin. Good. And number ten. Which of them that two of the three sounds that travel from one end of the earth to the other is the ball of the sun and the sound of Roman crowds? That's on Duff. 
Chaf. Excellent. All right, that concludes the pop quiz. This is Rabbi Ramgold and Zichur. Wishing you a great day and great learning.